listening to Saints Unscripted, formerly known as Three Horses. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Okay, so you remember that time in Shrek when uh, when Donkey's singing and he's like, I'm all alone and no one here beside me. My problems have all gone. There's no one But you gotta have friends. And oh, okay, I just lost half our viewers because I was just saying to introduce this video. Anyways, I'm here alone. No Kwaku, no Mimi, no Justin. It's just you and me. And today, we're going to talk about conversion and more specifically my conversion story. And I hope it is of some value to you. So, here's the thing. I have been an official member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for 18 years. I was baptized when I was 8. Both of my parents are LDS. All four of my grandparents were LDS. And the thing is, is when you say that to people, you immediately lose credibility because they think, uh, well, you've obviously just been brainwashed your entire life, um, which really is, is, is not a fair statement because at some point in your life, you, you come to a crossroads where you have to decide if what you believe is really what you believe. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid, I went to church because my parents made me go to church. That's the way it is. I would have stayed home if I could. Uh, but that was a long time ago. And I've had to make decisions since then. And I think the first time that I was, that my testimony was truly challenged was on my mission in Chihuahua, Mexico. Yeah, that's actually a place. We had to check too when I got my call. But uh, my companion and I were in, if I remember correctly, Ciudad Juarez, which is on the border between uh which is on the border of the United States and Mexico. And uh, we were there and we contacted a man, uh, knocked on his gate, I guess, because everyone has a gate there instead of a door. Um, and he let us into his house and we, we went into his office or his library um, and we started talking. And this guy was a Catholic theologian. He was old and seasoned and he had he dedicated his entire life to studying theology so at this point uh we're a little nervous but we also have that feeling like this is going to be one of those awesome missionary stories where he gets converted and we're going to be missionary legends it did not go that way it was terrible he ripped us to shreds he looked us straight in the eye and he said your religion is a lie and he did it with conviction. And he, he said it as if he was trying to do us a favor. And both of us are just sitting there stunned. And we didn't know what to do. Um, and we choked. It was not good. We couldn't answer his questions. Why are you called elder? Well, I, well you don't even know why you're called elder. It was, it was just bad. We offered him a Book of Mormon. He rejected it. Uh, and we left. Uh, several days later, we actually ran into him again as he was leaving uh, a grocery store, and he came over to us and he actually apologized uh, for how he had treated us, and he asked for a Book of Mormon, which was great. 
and then we never heard from him again. My point is, is that there will be moments in your life, whether or not you were born in the church, that you have to sit back and think, is this really what I believe? Yet, uh, a, a statement of that belief in and of itself is not a conversion. Uh, conversion comes when you when you translate those beliefs from from statements from words into actions. Um, and in that sense, conversion for me has much more to do with a lifestyle than it does uh, a singular event in my life. Uh, I, I couldn't pin my conversion down to a single event. I can tell you stories of when I have been touched by the Spirit or when my testimony has overcome obstacles and those experiences contribute to to my conversion story, but but my life is is my conversion story. My conversion story is getting up for church every week uh, in the morning, or or my story is trying to treat people uh, with the same love and respect that Christ would treat them. My story is uh, struggling to learn the language of the Spirit. It's those things that you do every day that, that really make up your conversion story, um, in my case. I think another thought most people associate with conversion is the idea that if you're converted, you have everything figured out. And that's just not true at all. I have questions out the wazoo. Uh, I have questions about doctrine. I have questions about history. I have questions about a third thing that I can't think of right now. But I've got a lot of questions. Uh, it's normal to have questions, even though you're a member of the church, even though you've been a member of your chur the church your whole life. Last year, I was on a plane to Australia. So we've got Luna Park right there. We've got this giant bridge here. And we've got the opera there. And it was at the same time and going to the same city where the Book of Mormon musical was playing. And I was sitting next to a man who I quickly found out was an atheist who was on his way to Australia specifically to see the Book of Mormon musical. And when he found out that I was Mormon, he flipped out. He was so excited to meet a real Mormon in real life, he took a picture of me, and I had to like hold up my phone with the Gospel Library app with the Moroni on it as proof that I was Mormon. And I felt like a novelty item, but he, he obviously disagreed with my beliefs, and we talked about his beliefs and my beliefs, and uh, as he asked me questions that I couldn't answer because there aren't answers to some questions, the feeling I got from him was, how do you deal with all of this cognitive dissonance? And my feeling on that is, in the realm of faith, cognitive dissonance is a given, in that there are questions that, that we can't answer. Uh, we can't see God. That is, a, I, I believe in God. I can't see him. Therefore, cognitive dissonance. That, that's just a fact of life. If you've got questions about the church that's fine. You can still be a member of the church and have questions about the church. It's part of the process. According to the scriptures, faith is a hope in things that aren't seen. Uh, and to me, that implies questions. Um, having faith intrinsically implies that 
there's going to be room for doubt to push back against that faith. And it's going to be a choice that you have to make between faith or doubt. Um, and, and that's the way it's always been. And that's the way it's always going to be. Here's a quote from Elder Maxwell. that's really cool. He says, It is the author's opinion that all the scriptures, including the Book of Mormon, will remain in the realm of faith. Science will not be able to prove or disprove holy writ. However, enough plausible evidence will come forth to prevent scoffers from having a field day, but not enough to remove the requirement of faith. Believers must be patient during such unfolding. So I'm okay with having questions. Having faith implies also having questions and not being able to answer some of them. Uh, to some people, that's not okay. Uh, to some people, having questions is unacceptable and, and their faith uh, can't surmount those questions. And I understand that uh, and I sympathize with those feelings and I'm sure some of them will probably come out in the comment section of this video. Not having all the answers is hard. But I'm going to tell you a secret. Mormonism cannot answer all of your questions. Yeah, I said it. But, B-U-T, don't go adding an extra T in there. Mormonism can answer all of the questions that truly matter. Remember that one, because that's important. For instance, we know who we were before this life. We know where we were. We know what we were doing to a certain extent. We know what our purpose on earth is. We know where we're going after we're done on this earth, after death. We, we know uh, what we need to do to return to the presence of God. We have the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those are the questions that truly matter, and those are the answers that Mormonism provides. So, if you ask me about uh, my, my testimony, I can tell you this. I know that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is good. I know that. I've seen it. I've experienced that with all five of my senses. The Church is good. I have faith that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the restored Church of Christ himself. And faith is about as good as it's going to get for me, I think, in this life. So I'm going to have to be okay with faith, which means I'm going to have to be okay with some of the unanswered questions that I have and I am okay with it. So if you have questions, don't, don't, don't panic. Just take those questions and understand some won't be answered, but, but try to see the larger scope of things. Uh, try to understand the value of what we do have. Because the value of what we do have is so incredibly more weighty than the value of the unanswered questions that we have. And that's what gets me to church on Sunday, is the value of what we do have. And I believe that what we do have is true, and I share that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, if you liked this video, then like it. In real life, in the cyber world, which may or may not count as real life, uh, and subscribe to the channel and uh, uh, go to our Instagram page and check that out and just tell the whole world about how, how great the show is and, and how much you learn and, 
and how much of the spirit you felt, if you felt the spirit. If you didn't feel the spirit, I, that's, sorry about that. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.